This is Pastor Evan, and welcome to Giving Sunday at Word of Truth Family Church. It's going to be an amazing day, and to help us have an amazing day, I have some giving instructions for everyone. Okay, so outside of our regular tithing offering envelope, which is being done regular, this envelope is going to be our special Giving Sunday envelope. Now, if you're giving digitally or if you're giving online, you're going to scroll down to the line item that says Giving Sunday, and that's where you're going to give your Giving Sunday seed. If you're in the sanctuary and you're giving physically, you're going to ask the ushers to give you this envelope, and this envelope is the only one used for Giving Sunday. And what you're going to do is... Fill it out legibly. Don't assume that you're the only Joneses in the church. <laughs> and after you fill this out, if you're using a credit card, you're going to take this tab. You literally have to tear it off, fill it out with your credit card information, and then put it inside of the envelope. You say, well, Pastor Edmund, why do we do that? Because if you leave the tab on there and you lick this envelope, it's going to take the numbers off of your giving envelope, and then someone's gonna have to call you with your credit card information. So that's number one. Here's the second thing that's very exciting to me. This is a Giving Sunday Faith Gold card. It has three things that I want you to list as a target for your seed. I believe that when we are specific, it says let your request be made known unto God. In other words, Target your seed towards something. Because watch this. You can't have faith for what you don't know. So whatever you're giving toward, in other words, whatever is in your heart and your mind, as you give your Giving Sunday seed, list three things you want God to do. You don't have to put your name on it. When you turn these in, I'm going to be praying for them over the next three months. So take a picture of it so you can remember what you wrote down so we can stay in agreement because I'm hoping to have one of the most incredible times of testimony for my church. Last but not least, guess what? My faith goal for us as a church is to raise a half a million dollars in one day. Church, we can do it. I believe we can and I believe we will and I'm in faith with you. Have an amazing Giving Sunday. The message title is Having the Attitude of an Unorthodox Giver. Did you know research shows that there are some positive benefits in giving in the natural? The Cleveland Clinic listed four benefits of giving to others. Here's the first one. It'll lower your blood pressure. Look at your neighbor and say, stop taking the pill and, and serve. It lowers stress levels. It lessens anxiety and depression. And if you'll notice, a lot of these symptoms that I'm, I'm listing are issues that our society has right now. And then here's the fourth thing that giving does. It increases your self-esteem. Wow. No wonder I feel so good about myself <laughs> your heart this is so good determines your harvest second corinthians 9 it says remember this a farmer who only plants a few seeds will get what kind of crop a small crop but the one who plants generously will get what kind of crop a generous crop and then here's what i want you to see you verse 7 must decide where church in your heart 
how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, but God loves a what? Who gives cheerfully. So there are three things that I want you to see about that. Number one, my heart attitude determines what I sow. Number two, my heart determines how much I sow. And then number three, watch this now, my heart determines my attitude when I sow. Most people don't know that their hearts have attitudes. Why is my heart attitude so important? Here's why. Because how you and I give it out is how it's going to come back to us in a multiplied way. Your seed determines what you receive, but your heart determines how you receive it. A farmer knows if he wants strawberries back, what kind of seed does he have to plant? So your seed determines what you receive, but your heart determines how you receive it. Read it with me. The way you give to others is the way God will give it to you. Wow. But whatever, everybody say whatever. Whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he's going to reap. How do we better manage our heart attitudes when it comes to giving? We must realize that our soul controls our fold. This hard path, this soil where this seed was falling, that soil represented what? The heart of the person. So a lot of times we read that not really realizing that it's not about the seed. It's about the soil. Maybe, just maybe, some of the harvest we're waiting for from the seed that we have sown, our hearts are not in good condition. And so the harvest cannot come forth. Clap for that right there. Everybody say, the way you put it out is the way you'll get it back. I'm excited today. So here's what we're going to do before we get into the message. Um, I want you to feel this out. If you're online, you should see a digital format of this. And here is why. Everybody say faith needs a target. Come on, say it one more time. Faith needs a target. You can't believe for what you don't know. And so I tell people, write down and give it a target. And then the other thing that I want you to do right now is if you need a blue Giving Sunday envelope, raise your hand, raise your hand. And uh, our ushers are going to bring you one. Keep your hand up until you receive yours. And this is the envelope that we're giving from on today. Okay? Now, uh, if you're using a credit card or your debit card, make sure you follow the instructions that I gave you. And then what I want to do up front is that we're going to receive it. And then I'm going to pray over it. And then I'm going to teach you. Uh, probably one of the most important messages when it comes to after giving. So, uh, keep your hands up if you have, everybody have them. Now, if you're giving electronically, how many are giving electronically? Okay, good, good, good. So, what you're gonna do is go to PushPay and you're gonna scroll down to the tab that says Giving Sunday and you're gonna give from that. Now, here's what I'm gonna ask, uh, our staff to do. I made a change this morning. Uh, I asked Pastor Lisa, hey, give me a total before everybody starts giving. And then by the end of this service, give me a total of what we have. And then I'm going to do the same thing for the second service. And so the total that we have before we even got started, these are people who said, hey, I want to put some money in the ground right now. As of right now, before giving has taken place, we have $12,427. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap for that. Right? 
And uh, I announced on last week, uh, First Lady and I are giving $10,000 together. And so you can just, you can just see that that has jumped it. But here's the goal. I, I believe we can do a half a million dollars. Now, we already know what, if you're visiting us and you don't want to participate, that's okay. Because we want you to receive today. But I do know one thing, that our church is good ground. And we already know what we're doing for uh, with some of this money as well. So, if you're ready to give or if you've given online, I want you to stand up. We're going to pray. And then I'm going to do our declaration and getting ready for the word. I believe it's probably one of the best messages when it comes to uh, giving or receiving after our giving. All right. Hold up your giving. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, we declare today when we give, it's going to be given back in a multiplied way. You said in your word, give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So we declare today that the seed we have in the ground. I speak over my seed. I say seed, grow. I say seed, multiply. I say seed, return to me. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Men, come and find me to give to me. Seed, cause favor to grow in my life. Seed, cause blessings. Cause favor, cause increase, cause abundance to be poured into my life. And I declare today that I will see increase in my life every single day. I declare an increase of resources, ideas, creativity, connections, money, business savvy will come into my life. I have more than what I need. I'm always in a position to give. My giving causes all favor to flow towards me. And I declare today that I always have more than enough. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The windows of heaven are open. They are pouring out everything I need. I have an abundance. Lord, put on my heart. Whoever you would like me to bless. And I thank you, Lord, that I will obey you. Thank you, God, for rebuking the devourer on my behalf. I declare that all your blessings make me rich. I'm going to say that one again. All your blessings make me rich and add no sorrow. Because of you, Lord, my blessings are durable. They're long-lasting. And you allow me to be a blessing to the next generation. So thank you, Lord, for blessing me so that I can be a blessing in Jesus' name. Can we just give a shout offering right there? Glory. 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 So listen to what we're going to do. Because how does faith come? It comes by hearing. So I did the confession that way. And what we're going to do, we're going to create a reel from that. 
So now when we send this out, if you're not like following us on social media, please do so. When we send this out, I did it this way. So when I say it, when you're at home, you can say it with me. So just like I repeated it and then you said it. So at home, what you're going to do is while you're getting ready for work, while you're combing your hair, while you're on your way to work, what you're going to do is you're going to take the time to play this. We're going to send it back to you. And when I say it, then you say it. Say it, say it, say it. And here's the challenge. I want to challenge you for 30 days straight. To say it, and I'm going to show you why in just a second. Amen. Grab, grab your. I tell you what, they're going to go ahead and pass the receptacles if they'll do that. Uh, remain standing. We're going to do our confession. And so, if you're giving electronically, go ahead and do it right now. If you're online watching us, we have so many members that are online and some that are out of town. If you would give electronically right now, because they're going to give us the tabulation by the end of this service, and then we're going to do that again, and we'll have our total by the end of of the day. Now. Uh, what's going to happen to there are people who didn't make it to church. And so we probably won't get our real total until about two weeks from now. But I do want to challenge everybody. The message you're going to hear, it's going to increase your faith. But it, you know what else is going to do for some of you all? It's going to increase what you gave. Because something inside is going to be like change your amount. I'm telling you it's going to happen before it happens to you. It's going to happen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to happen. Not for everybody. God's trying to stretch you. And some of you all, for what you are believing God for, the seed that you may have given may not get you there. But if it won't, he'll, he'll tell you what you need to do. Okay, so hold your Bibles up real high. Say, this is God's word. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be, and I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my ears are open, and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for an amazing day. You loved us so much that you gave your only begotten son. And Father, if you can give your only, we can give some. And so I pray today that the message will bring encouragement. It will bring enlightenment. It will bring understanding. And it will also bring faith. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the things that our eyes haven't seen and our ears haven't heard and the things that have not even entered into our hearts that you want us to do, Lord, I thank you that you're going to reveal those things to us by your spirit and you're going to, Father, use the finances that we give today to help us reach the next thing you have for us. So I thank you for increase coming to every home and to every family and it for reaching generations to come in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for contracts being awarded to people that they didn't even think they would get it. Listen, uh, I see some contracts. Look up at me. 
Look up at me. I, I see some contracts being awarded. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what industry that these contracts are coming from. But there are some of you who have some businesses, and I, I, God wants you to apply. To, to, to get the contract. You say, well, I don't have all the things in place to get it. He's not saying have everything in place. He's just, faith, faith, you have to start with something. And so if you have a small business and, and you've been working on a bid or whatever, listen, turn that thing in. Because I'm telling you, I see some contracts being awarded. Say, I received that. I received that. So uh, you may be seated in Jesus' name. We're in a series called Unorthodox Giving. Everybody say Unorthodox Giving. And today is our annual Giving Sunday. And we've covered a lot of different aspects of giving over the few weeks. And today our lesson title is Your Mouth Multiplies Your Harvest. Your mouth. Everybody say your mouth multiplies your harvest. And the goal of the message today is to reinforce the fact That what you say helps your harvest, what you say can hurt your harvest, or what you don't say can hinder your harvest. I'm going to say that again. The goal of the message is to reinforce. Because see, some of this stuff we know. But it's not what you know that helps you grow. It's what you do that helps you grow. grow. Amen. And so the goal is to reinforce the fact that what you say helps your harvest, what you say can hurt your harvest, or what you don't say can hinder your harvest. And I believe this is one of the most important messages and lessons that a person needs to hear after they give because it impacts the quality and the quantity of your seed. So if you're taking notes, I have three points this morning, and I'm praying that I get through all three of them. But here's the first point if you're taking notes. And if you don't have your notes, uh, the ushers will give you a copy of them. If you don't physically have them, raise your hand and they'll bring you some. Here's point number one. Your words matter. Everybody say, my words matter. Come on, say it again. Say, my words matter. Now, here's what I'm about to do. I'm going to read a verse that we've probably heard all our lives. But I'm going to read it in probably six different translations because I want to make a point in why I'm reading it. Everybody say, my words matter. Proverbs 18:21 in the King James Version says this. Death and life is where? In the power of the tongue, and they that love death or life shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, the NCV version, which stands for New Century Version, says this. What you say can mean life or death. Those who speak with care will be rewarded. Here's the message translation. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. He's talking to you right now. Here is today's English version. What you say. Look at your neighbor and say, it's what you say. What you say can preserve life or destroy life. So you, look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. 
So you must accept, listen church, the consequences of your words. Say amen to that. Now I want you to notice the King James Version. I'm going to read it again. Because I want you to notice something. It says death and life is where church? In the power of the tongue. I want you to notice what it does not say. It says death and life is in the power of the tongue. But what it doesn't say is death or life. It doesn't say death or life is in what you say. It says death. Come on church. Death. Come on church. Death. Okay, so you and I have the potential and the capability of saying that which produces life or that that which produces death. And unfortunately, most people never understand the correlation and the connection, listen church, between their giving and their receiving and how their mouth plays a big role in this. So this is so critical and I want you to get this point so bad that I, uh, Pastor Jonathan uh, gave me an idea. And so I want to show this video just to make this point. So they're going to play a video right now and I want you to pay attention to it. Side by side. Can y'all find that? I know I'm just hitting the, 
the media department. See, come on, keep it going. Let's go back. Go back a little bit more. A little bit more. Boom! Can y'all see the difference? So watch this. That took place after 30 days. So thank you for the video. Y'all give our media department a big hand. Give it. So as you can see from the video, the plant that was praised and spoken well of grew and flourished in that 30 day period. But the plant that was bullied or consistently spoken negatively to begin to droop and die. Do y'all see that? So now, watch this. It makes sense. Death and life. Everybody say death and life. Death in life is in the power power of the tongue. And so that's why I said at the beginning, I'm going to say it again. What you say can help your harvest. What you don't say can hinder your harvest. And what you say that's bad can hurt your harvest. So here's what we're going to do here. Let's go to point number two because I want to show you that what you verbalize is what will materialize. I'm going to say that again. What you verbalize is what you materialize. See, God made us in his image. And the Bible says God is spirit. So it's not our fleshly features that make us like God. It's the spirit part of us that makes us like God. And God made us in his image. And watch this. Every time you and I speak, watch this now, we share the image of God. Because words are spirit. Amen. He made everything we see, watch this, by what he said. So if you and I have been made in his image, and his image is spirit, and he himself spoke words to make everything that we see, then what, listen, the point is this, what we verbalize, we will materialize. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 1. That's the first book in the Bible. And I'm going to read and show us every time God said something, he saw it. Every time God said something that he saw it. Because here's the point that I want to, I want to drill into your heart. What you say about the seeds you sowed today is going to matter. You can't walk out of here and say, wow, that was my last dollar. I'm, I'm doomed. Amen. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. What's the first three words in that verse, church? And God said, he said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. Look in verse 4. It says, and he saw the light. Now we're going to jump down to verse 6. What's the first three words? And God, what? He said, let there be the firmament. And then if you keep on reading, verse 7, he made the firmament. Look in verse 9. What's the first three words in that verse? And God said, what about verse 11? What's the first three words? And God said, what about verse 14? What does it say? What about verse 20? The first three words. What about verse 24? What does it say? And then verse 26, it says what? And God said, watch this now. He said, now let us make man because he had made everything else. He Listen, he's going to use the same process to make man like he did to make everything else. He says, and let us make man in our image and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over every creepy thing that creeps upon the earth. 
Let me just stop there. And this is why if you ever, if you ever hear the devil try to cause you to kill yourself, because he, he can't kill you. He wants you to do it. Because if he was that big and bad, he would wipe us all out at one time. Okay, so if you ever hear those voices, this is your purpose right here. God said, when I made you, I made you to have dominion. So watch this. Even if you don't know your specific purpose in life, he's made you to have dominion. Say amen to that. He said, let them make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Ladies, that means spiders. You can step on them too. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Look at verse 27. Watch this now. So God created man in what church? His own image. In the image of God created he him. Read it with me. Male and female he created them. Stop. So male and female have been created in the image of God. That's why one is not better than the other. Amen. Position does not mean lesser value. Just because a man is the head of his wife does not value. Listen, his value is not more than his wife. In God's eyes, everybody's value is the same. Amen. He says, and God said, but God blessed them, multiply, uh, replenish, be fruitful. And then verse 29, it says, what say, what did it say, church? And God said, watch verse 31. Read it with me. And God saw everything that he had made or let's say it like this and God saw everything that he said he saw everything that he said God saw everything he said and because you and I are made in his image watch this I know you're not going to want to receive this but everything you say is what you see Yeah, well, you said, well, Pastor Evan, uh, I've been saying I'm a millionaire and I'm still broke. Well, that's why. <laughs> Do you realize what you just said was contradicting? I'm a millionaire. Boy, I'm still broke. Well, they, they, they can't look. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You just said both of them. <laughs> Everything God said is what he saw. Everything we say is what we will see. But it's not, listen church, it's not what we say from our mouths that count. It's what is said from the mouth or from the heart out of our mouth. I'm going to say that again. It's not what we say from our mouth that counts. It's what is said from the heart out of the mouth. See, just because you said it don't mean you believe it. See, when God said, let there be light, he believed that. He didn't sit around and go, let that be like, oh, I, ho- I hope it's going to work. I hope it happens. No. He said, let there be light in there as well. Why? Because he believed what he said. So it is possible to say stuff we don't believe. Now, a lot of us take advantage of that when we're in relationships or we're in arguments. See, 
I told you, uh, whatever. And so you're using that in a bad situation. And then later on you say, I didn't mean that. And so you don't want the person to believe that you meant it. Well, it's hard to know. That's why you shouldn't say it. Right? Well, God says stuff. He says it from his heart. So here's the key. How do you, this is why last week I said, get your heart straight. Because if your heart is straight, your mouth will be straight. Look at Mark chapter 11. This is so good right here. Mark chapter 11. Everybody say what you verbalize will materialize. Mark chapter 11. It says, and on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Now, here's what I'm about to do. I showed you a 2023 video of what happens when you speak positive towards something and when you speak negative towards something. I'm about to now show you the same biblical illustration in the life of Jesus. He's going to take a plant just like they did. And he's going to do something. Watch this now. Mark 11. Look in verse. Uh, it says verse 13. And he saw a big tree afar off. And he came to see if it might have something on it. And when he came to it. He found nothing but what? Leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said to it. Read it with me. No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. Let me ask you a question. Was that positive or negative? Did Jesus praise the tree or did he bully the tree? (laughs) He bullied the tree, right? I didn't know Jesus was a bully. Well, keep it in context, right? Keep it in context what I'm saying. But I want you to see that the illustration we saw in the video Jesus is doing right here in the Bible. And so he spoke to the tree. Well, let's see what happened. Mark 11. Now, before we go to verse 20, there's one section I forgot to read that I'm going to read. He said in verse 14, Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. That's key. Because when God spoke the world into existence, he didn't think the world into existence. He spoke the world into existence. See, and I know some of you all, Pastor, my thinking's not bad, but it's bad. Listen, listen, this is crazy. Your good thinking is bad if your good thinking is not spoken. Did you hear that? I said your good thinking is bad if your good thinking is not spoken. Because it does no good. Well, it might keep your mind straight, but it ain't going to keep your life straight. Because the only thing that can keep your life straight is your mouth. You say, I don't know about all that, Pastor Evan. Well, listen, if thinking straight, if thinking straight was the way to go, God would have thought the world into existence. He'd have just sat on his throne and, and been like... Bewitch. Y'all ever seen the, uh, uh, how many remember, uh, the, 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 the Bewitch? Cause y'all are be old, that's why. <laughs> if you know Bewitch, you way past your 40s. I, I, I hate to tell you that. I hate to tell you that. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. I'm proud to be in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And God bless America in your 80s. And we got an 80s right over here. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. Remember, remember her? And uh, if she saw something she wanted to change, she didn't say nothing. All she did was twinkle her nose and went, twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. Next thing you know, boom, Darren disappeared. Darren's her husband. How many remember that? How many remember? Oh, you know why you remember that. No, 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 no. If, if thinking things into existence were okay, that's all God would have done. It's hard to accept this truth if you want to stay a victim in life. Oh, 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 oh. It, it's, it's hard to accept that I do have control over my life. By controlling my mouth. But if I want to stay a victim, I won't believe that. Because if I stay a victim, it's got to be everybody else's fault. Mark eleven twenty. Let's see if what Jesus did worked. And in the morning, 24 hours, they passed by. They saw the fig tree. And it was what? Dried up what? From the roots. So listen, church, if it doesn't happen in 24 hours, don't stop saying what you said. Because number one, we ain't Jesus. Okay. Number two, sometimes he said here what he said spoke to the root of the problem. So sometimes most roots are invisible to the eye. So if I'm speaking to something and I don't see it changing, it doesn't mean it's not changing. It just means that the root of it, I can't see, might be changing. But if I stop what I'm saying, I stop the process. It said, he saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Your kids acting bad, speak the word over them. Amen. Amen. Verse 21, Peter calling and remember said, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed, it's what? It's withered away. Verse 22, Jesus answered and said unto them, I want you to have faith in God. Watch this. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, watch this now, shall think to the mountain. Think about the mountain. Worry about the mountain. So why are you worrying so much? It didn't say, whosoever shall worry about the mountain. He said, do what to the mountain? Say to the mountain. And then he tells you what to say. Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Here's the, here's the kicker. And shall not die where? So my heart's got to be straight in this. So how do you, watch this now, how do you get your heart to believe something that it ain't believing right now? How do you do that? Because see, some of you all believe that there are certain diseases in your family. It's just part of your makeup and it's part of your genealogy. And so it's part of your life. And so you say stuff like, oh, that just runs in my family. Well, you just need to keep running because I ain't catching Ain't Julie got it? Uncle Bob got it? Uncle Willie got it? I'm just watching them run with it. I ain't running with it. 
You can run with it if you want to. He said, whosoever shall say unto the, the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart. So how do I stop doubting in my heart? Put the truth in your heart. That's how you do it. The only reason you believe what you believe is because you heard what you believe enough that you start believing it. When you were a kid, you didn't know your name was Billy. You just heard them keep calling you Billy and they looking at you. You didn't even know enough words to process, oh, my name is Willie. That's why they're calling me that. No. They just looked at you and called you Billy. And so you assume for the rest of your life, your name was Billy. You believe that. I mean, if I came and called you, I said, hey, hey, Harvey, how you doing? You're going to be like, that's not my name. Why do you believe your name is Billy? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by your parents. Whosoever say to the man, be removed, shall not doubt in his heart. If you're doubting, just keep keep putting it in there. Keep putting it in there. But shall believe, because, you know, unbelief is like, like hair in a drain. You ever seen on Drano commercials? They pull that Drano in there and it unclogs all that dirt and stuff. That's what the word does to a heart. We just don't put enough word in there to get rid of it. Amen. Some of our hearts need an enema. I'm just going to let your mind finish that. And shall not doubt in this heart. Watch this church. But shall what? Believe. Watch what he tells us to believe. Believe. Watch this church. That those things which he what? Say. Shall what? Come to pass. And what happens? What did he tell me to believe? Did he tell me to believe the Bible? Not necessarily. But yeah, that's part of what we believe. But what did he tell us to believe? He said, believe what you say. And see, the problem with us is we believe in what we know. And you might be believing what you know and what you know is right. But he didn't say believe what you know. He said believe what you say. Because what you know and what you say might contradict each other. That's why you call those things that be not as though they were. What are you doing? You're not saying what you know. You're saying what you believe. You can change your life today. See, some of you, y'all ain't got it yet. Some of y'all just ain't got it because you still feel like your life is out of control and I'm trying to show you how to get it under control. He says, believe that those things what you say shall come to pass. Watch this, what it, he shall have whatsoever he what? Well, that sounds like what I verbalize will materialize. Look at verse 24. Therefore, he's about to repeat himself. Therefore, I said to you, what things soever you what? desire when you what pray well let me ask you something do you have to say to pray and do you have to pray to say 
Yes. Now you can pray inside, but listen, when you pray, you say, and when you say, you pray. He says, what things so you desire when you pray? He says, listen, I want you to believe them or believe you receive them. And then he says, you shall have them. So church, here's the thing. Your mouth controls your life. Now, now I'm about to say something. I want you to notice something. Notice Jesus at the end of that. He talks about forgiveness because that's why most people's harvest is held up. Because you letting some idiot clog your heart up. There's nobody in your life right now that is worth you walking in unforgiveness. Because it doesn't hurt them. It only hinders you. But I want you to notice Jesus uh, and what he said. So let's connect the two illustrations. The first video proved that negative words brought death to the plant. Do you agree with that? Now, Jesus' example showed that words brought death to the tree. Watch this, church. Plants and trees come from seeds. Everybody say, plants and trees come from seeds. Let me ask you a question. If you don't have a peach tree in your yard and you want one, what would you go and do? You would go to a hardware store, Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, and you would do what? You would go buy the seed of the type of tree that you want in your yard. Am I right about it? Everybody say, trees and plants come from seeds. Well, what is it that we gave today? It's seed. So our words can send light to those seeds or our words can send death to those seeds. So what you say, in fact, say this with me, say what I say can help my harvest. What I say can hurt my harvest or what I say or don't say can hinder my harvest. Which is now my third point. Here's point number three. We're closing right here. I need to hurry up. If you say the word. You will see the word. God said, let there be light. Who said that? God did. Okay. So if you say the word, you'll see the word. John chapter one, as we close verse one, John one, one, it says in the beginning was the what? Where? In the beginning. And then it said, this word that was in the beginning was with God. And the word was what? So why don't you start every problem out with the word? In the beginning, he started with the word. It says the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, the word. And without him, the word was nothing made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Look in verse 14. Read it with me. And the word was made flesh. Stop. That means what God said became what he see or saw. What you say, you will see. So this is why. I just did a confession for I see. This is why I want you to repeat what I said for the next third. If a plant can flourish and grow because somebody's saying something nice to it. 
much more can we speak to the seed that we put in the ground? And watch this. We're not just saying what we say. We say what God's word says. And his word is not going to return to him, boy, church. What I'm giving you is a foolproof way of how to bring increase into your life. God, when you speak his word, he's watching over his word, the Bible says, to perform it. And if we're saying it and he's not performing it, somebody's not on his job. And I can tell you this, what I know is the God that I serve. Listen, he will watch over the word to perform it. He's just waiting on us to say it. So now today, we're going to say it again. I want you to say this with me or behind me. Say, I declare today that I have seed in the ground. Now hold on, hold on right there. You, you need to mean that. You need to mean that because we got, we got 10 grand in the ground. Look, I ain't looking for God to give us 10 grand more. That's just a loan. Without interest. Come on, say it with your chest. Say, I declare today that I have seed in the ground. I speak over my seed. I say seed, grow. I say seed, multiply. I say seed, bring increase. I say seed, produce favor. Seed, return to me. Good measure. Press down, shake it together, and run over. See, cause men to come and find me, to give to me. See, cause favor to grow in my life. I declare in my seed that it opened the windows of heaven and poured out blessings. It's pouring out favor. It's pouring out ideas. It's pouring out increase. It's pouring out abundance into my life. Every day, I see increase. Every day, I see increase. Every day, I see increase. I see increases of resources, ideas, connections, and money. I have more than what I need. I have more than what I need. I have more than what I need. And I'm always in a position to sow seed. Because God gives seed to the sower. My giving causes all favor to flow towards me. And I declare today that I always have more than enough. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, just give him a praise right there. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, I want you to thank him for the answers that you need. I, I want you to thank him for what you're going to write on your card. Thank him for it. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So listen. Have a, have a seat. Have a seat. I'm going to tell you a story. I still got three minutes, but I, I'm going to tell you a story that I meant to tell you that I wasn't going to tell you, but God wanted me to tell you now. Everybody say years ago. Years ago, a couple came to me and said uh, they had a car 
that was paid off in full. They had been driving it for a while and unfortunately somebody hit them. When they hit them, it totaled the car. Well, the money that the insurance company gave them was not enough to, for them to go buy a same quality car. You know how insurance companies are. So they came to me for some wisdom. They said, well, Pastor Evan, here's the deal. We got used to not having a payment. So we really don't want a payment. So we want to take the money the insurance company gave us, and we want to add some money that we saved to it, and we want to buy a cash car. What do you think about that, Pastor Evan? I say, well, there's nothing wrong with buying a cash car. I say, but there's a reason why they call it a cash car. Because you're going to have to put some more cash in that car. I said, but that's fine. I said, but, but at least let me tell you this. The same God that helped you pay off that first car can help you pay off one if you didn't, if you had a note on it. They said, well, we're thinking about either paying cash for a car or getting another car and putting the insurance money toward that car and put a little bit more money down and we'll have a note, but the note is not going to be a lot because we're not going to get like a, a real extravagant type, type of car. And so I said to them, I, I said to the, to, to the husband, because I already knew this, I said, what's your, what's your dream car? They said, a BMW. I said, well, why don't you just believe God to get that? Oh, no, well, no, that, that's not in our budget. That's not in, 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 in you know, that's, that's, that's not where our money is or our budget is. Because they made the money to do it. Because I knew how much money they made. They said, well, uh, that, that, that doesn't align with our budget. So we're not going to do that. But what they didn't know after they got through talking to me, what they didn't know is that God had put on my heart to, to buy the BMW for them. Brand new one too. I ain't talking about no, 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 no. I'm talking about a new BMW, right? Now don't come and ask me this because this ain't going to happen no more. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Don't email me. I love you though. Listen, so I didn't tell them. Here's the last thing I said to them. I said, let faith make the choice. Because they can't live by my faith. They have to live by their faith. Jesus said, according to your faith being unto you. I said, let faith make, make the choice. They came back and uh, they ended up getting a within budget car. It, it was okay. It, it certainly wasn't their best. But it was better than the last one. You know, I mean, it, at least the Rundas had electronic roll up. You know, it, they didn't have to do this. Right? I did not have the heart to tell them until like six months later. I said, let me tell you something. Had y'all chosen the BMW, I was going to buy it for you. He said, Pastor, what's the point in telling the story? It's not according to your budget. It's according to your faith. Now, I ain't saying go buy something that you can't afford. I did not say that. But listen, if faith makes the choice, God's already lined up everything I need for the choice to come through. Did you get blessed from the word today? Okay, so wait a minute. Okay, we're going to end right here with this and we're going to do an altar call. It's 1031. Let me see here. They text the total. 
uh, to my phone. All right. So, oh, wow. All right. So we're at so far, this is just uh, electronic. Wait a minute. Let me see here. Okay. All right. So our online giving uh, right now is 103000 Okay. Our physical giving that we just took up is 27000 I'm rounding up 600 for a total so far of $130,000. Somebody get a Lord. All right. So we on our way. So with every head bowed, I'm great. I'm grateful. Do you know some churches don't even have $130,000 in a year? Father in Jesus name, thank you for the word that has taken place. And for every person who has heard the word, I thank you that that word is penetrating their hearts today. That we will leave convinced that duplicated efforts produce the same reward. All we have to do is do what you did and say what you said and we will have what you said. And so I thank you for those who are watching and even those who are in the building today. I pray that for the next 30 days, we will confess over the seed in the ground. And every time we don't say something or every time we say something that we shouldn't, a picture of those plants will come to our minds. And we will know that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Therefore, we choose to speak life in the name of Jesus. If you're here today, here's my question. If you died, are you 100% sure you go to heaven? Because if you're not, I want to pray for you. Maybe you're here, you say, Pastor Evan, I'm saved. Maybe you're watching me, you say, Pastor Evan, I'm already a believer. Here's my question. Is your heart fully surrendered to the Lord? Or do you have some major areas in your life?